Hi, this is Vintage Girl with a Bow. I am your host, Bibi. My guest this afternoon is Pastor Stephen Nitti. Pastor, how are you today? I'm doing well. How are you? How are you, my sister? Wonderful, sir. Thank you so much for asking. I must say it is a pleasure to have you on the program today. And I hope as you go into the matter of Christ with me, I hope that we'll bless others as much as we we'll bless ourselves. Amen. Amen. Please introduce yourself. My name again is Pastor Stephen. My last name is Niti. Amen. I'm originally from Ghana, West Africa. Amen. But um, I've been in the U.S. for almost 15 years. Yes. I'm married and I'm blessed with four children. God bless you. Amen. 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 Pastor, we won't waste any time. You hit a very good topic. You're married. Yes. And we will start with marriage. Amen. I want to talk to you today about many things, but marriage is a very touchy one, and I would like to open up with singleness. Okay. Being called to singleness in the church, unmarried men, mm-hmm. they do care about the things of the Lord. Please yeah. explain that for me. Well, first of all, when somebody is single or when you are you are not married, Christ holds you as a big esteem. Let me explain why. Amen. When you are married, your full focus should be on Christ or will be on Christ if you are in church. Nothing distracts you. There's nothing like, I have to work to take care of my children. I have to work to please my wife. I have to do things to please my wife or please my children. Or I have to make sure that I take my wife and my kids on vacation. No. Your full attention comes on Jesus Christ. So when you are single, that's when Jesus Christ himself prepares you for the mission or the task that is ahead of you. Let's track back. Remember David. When David alone was in the wilderness, the Bible said that the Lord located him. Whilst David was in the wilderness, God prepared him to face the giant Goliath. Amen. If David was married then, he wouldn't have had that full attention of Jesus Christ or, or, or full attention of God to have the full preparation of what is ahead of him. Because David was called as a what? As, uh, um, as a king and a warrior. Amen. So God took him out once he was single to train him for him to be well equipped for the missionaries ahead of him to, to, to defeat Goliath, to bring Israel out of bondage to, to, uh, to where the God wants them what? To be. Amen. So when you are single, it's a privilege mm-hmm. for, for you to get that time or have that time to have that intimacy with Jesus Christ or with the Lord Jesus to prepare you for the mission that is ahead of you. Amen. So to me, being single is a privilege. Being single is an honor because it gives you the full, it gives God the full attention or you give God the full attention, the undivided attention whereby he can use you as he pleases. Amen. Thank God. Thank God for you. And you summed it all up because you just inter- you just add the single woman into it who just, you know, as single women, we always say women who are single, we go to the Lord with body, mind, and spirit. We have no distraction when it comes on to us. But uh, in, in, in married, marriage, when you are married or when there is marriage, 
the things of the world become our hindrance, pleasing our husbands, Mm -hmm. you know, having a job, children, and all of that. There's one thing I want you to um, break down for me. First Corinthians chapter 7 and verse 39, where the Apostle Paul addresses a very critical issue. And he says to us, he asks us to attend upon the Lord without distraction. Please explain for me. So First Corinthians chapter 7 from verse 35. That's when I think Paul talks about it. But before we go into that, let's start from verse 31. Amen. And I read, and it says, And they that use these words as not of abusing, for the fashion of this world passes away. Verse 32. But or have you without carefulness, he that is unmarried, cared for the things that belong to the Lord. Amen. He that is unmarried. If you are not married, all your attention or all your care goes to the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Verse 33. He says, But he that is married, Care for the things that are of the world, how he may please his wife. Amen and amen. So now he's talking about them that are married and them that are not married. When you're married, like we said before, your full attention, if you are in Christ, let's pray that way. If you are not married and you are in Christ, your full attention goes to who? The Lord Jesus Christ. Because when it's time for God to tell you, because sometimes when you're not married, God will tell you that wake up at this time and pray. Go to this place and and preach my word, or go here and do this. If you are not, if you are married, you might not have that privilege, or you might not be able to go where God wants you to be. Because whilst you are going, your kids will be pulling you back. Amen, amen. Yes. And Bible says in verse thirty-three, it says, "But he that is married, care for the things that are of the world." When you are married now, now the burdens of the world come onto come onto you. Now you have to think about your kids. Uh-huh. Your kids, your wife will be complaining that you don't you don't have much attention, you don't spend much time with me, you have to cut off work time, you have to do this, you have to your kids, sometimes your kids will fall sick, you have to rest back home and t- that you don't even have time to pray. And even the system of America doesn't make you have that privilege or that time to pray. So as a married man, it's very difficult if you don't arrange your ways or if you don't have a specific time for prayer or spend, have a specific time or a timetable whereby you spend time with Jesus Christ, you might miss the mark. You might you might think that you are going to church, but you are falling. Because the intimacy that you need with the Holy Spirit to, to, pull, to improve, to grow up, you won't have it. Amen. So your attention will be divided between the world and your wife and Jesus. Yes. So the so the, the distraction that he spoke about then was just the confusion of how to balance the marital balance relationship it. with Christ. That's Amen. right. Yes. Amen. And then on that same topic, um, Pastor, mm-hmm. I know you are married with children mm-hmm. going on seven years. What is your balance? Well, with my balance is that I have a, a, a time of prayer. I have a time to read my Bible. I have a time to work. There are certain days that whereby I have I go to work, and there are certain days whereby I go to church, and there are days whereby I stay home. Sometimes I take a whole week off just to stay home and have an intimacy with Jesus. Most people are going on vacation. I am home the whole the whole day. My even my kids don't come to my to where I am. Sometimes I I go to a room and I set myself apart. And I stay in that room for seven days, or sometimes even more. 
just to have that intimacy with Jesus Christ. And I also have a time of prayer, a time to pray that is set aside whereby I pray to Jesus Christ or to my Lord. And that time, nobody disturbs me. And then I also have a time whereby I read my word or read the word of the Lord. Because if you don't set a time for these things, you might, you might be divided. Your, your attention, your focus will be divided. Yes. That is what is hurting most married people, is that we spend most of our time with our family, with our kids, without spending time with the Lord. Yes. And that is hurting us. Amen. So my, my, my thing is that I have times whereby I do certain things. Amen. And if anybody can use that, it will help them a lot. Mm-hmm. Amen. While you're on that, you also mention um, something very, very um, touching. You spend days with the Lord. Mm-hmm. Many churches reject or rejects the manifestation of the Holy Spirit. But on the day of Pentecost, Mm -hmm. it was God who gave the power. Yes. Yes. When you go to your secret place, I know you're seeking that kind of old-time religion, the Pentecostal fire from the Lord. Speak Mm -hmm. to me about it. Okay. I want everybody to know and understand that in this era that we are in, without power, you can never go up. Without the presence of the Lord, you can never go up. Without the manifestation of the Holy Spirit, you can never see the glory of the Lord. And even without the Spirit of the Lord in you, you can never please God. Or you can you cannot worship God the way God wants you to worship Him. Now let's go to the Bible. Luke chapter 24. Starting from verse 44. Luke 24 from verse 44. And I read. And he said unto them, this is Jesus Christ talking to his disciples. And he said unto them, these are the words which I speak unto you while I was yet with you, that all things must be fulfilled, which were written in the law of Moses and in the prophets and in the Psalms concerning me. Verse 45, the Bible says, then he opened their understanding that they might understand the scriptures. Verse 46, and said unto them, that it is written, does it believe, that it behoved Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day. Let me jump to verse 47. Jesus Christ told them, says, and that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name among all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. And ye are witnesses of these things. And behold, I sent the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you be endowed with Power from on high. Mm. I mean, verse 49. It says that I'm going to send my promise, which is the Holy Spirit, unto you. But you have to tarry for you to receive power. You have to tarry in Jerusalem until you receive power. Don't go out and do nothing. Mm. Don't go out and preach. Don't go out and be a witness. Because without the power, you will fall back. Without the power, you cannot testify of me. Let me, let me let's go back to the Bible. The Bible says that when Jesus told the disciples that he will suffer in Jerusalem and he will die in the hands of the, of the Romans, the Bible said, Peter said, but God forbid that that should happen and that he will follow Jesus even unto the day of death. And Jesus Christ told Peter, said, Peter, the cock will not crow three times and you will deny me. At that time, Peter didn't have the Holy Spirit. 
Peter didn't have the power of the Holy Spirit in him. Amen. And truly, truly, when the time of, when Jesus Christ was arrested, when Jesus Christ was taken into the high priest, the Bible said that Peter denied Jesus Christ three times, three consecutive times. Without the power of the, without the power of the Holy Spirit, you would deny Jesus Christ. Amen. So when Jesus Christ showed that I'm sending you the promise, but wait till you receive power before you can go out and minister. And that promise came into existence in Acts chapter 2, verse number 1 going. It says, and when did they, so Jesus Christ had told them to tarry. Now this is the manifest, manifestation of it. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. Verse 2, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind and filled all the house where they were sitting. Verse 3, and there appeared unto them cloven, cloven tongues like as of fire, as it sat upon each and each and each of them. Verse 4. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues, as the Spirit gave them utterance. Amen. So when the Holy Spirit came unto them or came upon them, that's when they were that's when they were able to go out to minister unto people. The Holy Spirit gave them the power. Let's go to Acts chapter 1, verse 8. Sorry that I'm giving so much scriptures, but I have to. Amen. Acts chapter 1, verse 8. The Bible, Jesus Christ told the disciples before he was ascended to the Father. He told his disciples, he says, But ye shall receive power after the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, and unto the outermost part of the earth. Without the power of the Holy Spirit, you can never be a witness. Because the Holy Spirit, the power of the Holy Spirit enables you, it quickens you, it gives you the power, it gives you the faith, it, it takes away fear. So that when you are declaring the name of Jesus Christ, you will not be afraid. So anybody that denies the name or the power or the manifestation of the Holy Spirit is, is living in bondage. Because the Holy Spirit brings liberation. Amen. Let's go back to Acts chapter 2, verse number 34. Let's see what um 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 Peter did after the Holy Spirit came upon him. Peter, when the Holy Spirit came upon him, the Bible said that he preached, and during that era, about 3,000 souls were saved during that era. That same Peter was the one that denied Jesus without the Holy Spirit, without the manifestation. When the Holy Spirit manifested upon Peter, Peter was able to witness, be a witness, or declare the name of Jesus Christ without fear. Whereby the Bible said that 3,000 souls came to Jesus Christ. So if you go to church and the church does not believe in the manifestation of the Holy Spirit, that's church, that church is a dead church. Because you cannot serve Jesus without the Holy Spirit. Because he's, he, the Holy Spirit is he that is with us now. Amen. Without the Holy Spirit, we can't do nothing. Without the Holy Spirit, we cannot be saved. You can't be saved without the Holy Spirit. Let's go to John, John chapter 16, verse 7. It says, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is expedient for you that I go away. For if I go not away, the comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. So in this era, we are with the comforter. We are with the spirit of truth. Here is the Holy Spirit. So if, if you deny the manifestation of the Holy Spirit, you are not living in truth. You are living in lie. You are living in, in a dead church. Let's, let, let, verse 8, it says, and when he is come, he will, number one, he will prove the world of sin. So without the Holy Spirit, the world will not, there will no improvement of sin. You believe it in sin, but you will never know that it is sin. 
you feel like it is normal. You feel like it's 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 okay. The system or the world uh, 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 accepts it. So as a believer, it's okay for me to do it too. No, but when you have the Holy Spirit in you, the Holy Spirit will prove you that this is not right. He will reveal Jesus Christ unto you. He will show you the real truth. But the Bible says you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. Amen. You cannot know the truth without the Holy Spirit. Amen. Mm-hmm. So any, any Bible or any, any church or any Bible-believing church that denies the manifestation of the Holy Spirit or the power of the Holy Spirit lives in a dead church or in a, in a, in a cemetery. It's like you are going to church, but you are going to the cemetery. 